If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Before we begin, we'd like to warn listeners that in addition to swearing, This episode contains discussions of grief, loss, and suicide. Please listen at your discretion. Hello! Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we are reviewing the entire Circle of Magic Quartet. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's revisit 2020. Yay! Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to start with Brittany Goodwin. This is the first time you've read this series. What did you think? It, it was good. It. But, but, uh... I feel like I would have enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. I liked it a lot, but it was very, very real right now. It really was. It felt like each book that we were reading, each of those things were happening in our actual lives, in the real world. That was kind of crazy. We picked the perfect time to start this series, it seems. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, though. The first book, I was like, okay, yeah, this is cute. And then we got to Briar's book, we're like, oh, my God. My heart is hurting, but it was good. <laughs> they tricked us, Brittany. They did. They, you know, really uh, lured us in with uh, kids learning magic stuff. And then they threw us into the deep end with feeling feelings. Yep. That's what we do. On the other side of that, Indy, when we started this podcast... The idea was we want to do a sacred reading group 
I was like, oh, I really want to do a sacred reading group with this book series because this is my sacred book series. I think that to some degree it has been a sacred series for you as well. Yes. Why is this a sacred for you? To keep it brief, I didn't have the greatest childhood. I had very absentee mother and my dad was just, he would rather work than be home. So I wouldn't see him for weeks, months at a time. And so I found an escape in reading. This is one of those books that, or like one of these series that I found during that time and found Family Man at, at an age where you feel like your own family is shit, but you're stuck with them because you're family. Seeing a piece of media that portrays a found family in a very healthy way is just so good. I've talked a lot about Breyer's book and why it's my favorite. That got me through a really rough time. This book series has meant a lot to me. I've revisited it a couple of times previously. When you feel this need to either like watch or read something very specific and you don't know why, that's exactly what this book series is. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, I really got to read this book. I don't know why. And then by the end of it, I'm like, ah, that's the lesson. That's what I needed. I like that these books, that each character in it, you can relate yourself to. I feel like in a lot of other fantasy books, even if they are really good, it's like you're not connected with them. You're more disconnected. You're like, oh, this is really fun, but this kind of thing would never happen to me. Like this evil sorcerer person is not chasing me my whole life. Try to murder me. That, that's not going to happen to us. So you're not yeah. as connected with those characters as each of these characters in this book. I know with every single one of these books, we each felt a connection with everything that was going on with every single one of them. So I really enjoyed that. I've been thinking about this question a lot since we started this podcast what is it about this book series that I really truly love especially because around the time that we started this podcast there have been several other Tamara Pierce podcasts that had just started so there's been a lot of conversation in those about her other series versus this series her Tortal books versus her Emelon books and I'm one of the people who's always been like Emelon is my series, even though the Tortal books are more popular. I have discovered through much thought and introspection and carefully attending to the other media I consume that I really love stories where the characters care immensely about one another, whether it's a couple that's madly in love or like a brother and sister that would just die for each other. The kind of bonds that are just I am there for you through everything. I also really love coming of age stories and I love fantasy. And this series really embodies all three of those things. That's not something I really have seen anywhere else. Like you said, Brittany, I I think most of all, what I like about it is just the sort of normalcy of it. They're all sort of unique, but at the same time, they're kind of normal. There's no epic quest. There's no big bad no prophecy, even like the gods, there's religion, but the gods never come down and say, you, I have chosen you. 
even with their uniqueness and the things that make them great and different and special, they're sort of ordinary. And the things that they go through are sort of ordinary, as has been proved through this year. And the fact that <laughs> we basically just lived through this series. Yeah. We're still waiting on the pirates, but. Uh... No, no, we got a boat thing. <laughs> we got a boat thing, God we, damn it. We, we, we got a boat. A boat. <laughs> it's been a full year. There we go. It's we have a boat now. Well, it's it's just month. 2020 part two. Speaking of all of this, let's handle the elephant in the room. What was it like to read this series during 2020, y'all? It hurt. Well, my joke has been taken now. I was going to say we had wildfires. That happened. Mm-hmm. We had a plague breakout. That happened. Uh, <laughs> and now we have a boat. So, and, you know. Even though uh, the earthquakes, they, so we personally did not experience an earthquake and they weren't around here, but those happened as well. <laughs> there were several that were very, very large. The only thing that could have made it worse is those somehow setting off a volcano that actually wasn't too far from where one of them was. I'm living through history, and I hate it. So I wonder, you know, if we had decided to read some other book series, if 2020 would have panned out differently. No, we were drawn to read this. We got together and started reading this for a reason. The reason was we were about to live all of that shit. Give us a little, a little deeper introspection into into the book, I guess. Why? Exactly. That's yeah. for sure. It really makes you feel like you're there. Which actually brings me to another question: If you could go back and do it again, would you? Like, if you could go back to to when we were just thinking about starting this podcast, and be like, uh, you might not want to get involved in that because that book series is going to be your life in more ways than one. Would you warn yourself and say, don't do it? Or would you say do it? Or yeah. I would continue to go ahead and do it. Cause I feel like it brought all four of us together. I feel like us for reading these type of thing. Yeah. We were friends before, but I feel like it definitely brought us a lot closer, a lot deeper connection now. And we are going to have that forever now, regardless of whether we continue this on for uh, several years to come or not, we'll still have this. And I think it's nice. Obviously, like I would recommend this book to somebody during a pandemic because I did, but I didn't know what was going to happen. I feel like this book series and this podcast was exactly what I needed, exactly what I needed to hear, exactly what I needed to have to get through this. Every week, it's like, oh, got to be ready for it. Definitely been something to look forward to when everything was real shitty and super mundane and the world was burning down around us. This was nice to really look forward to every week. I feel the same way. It was very nice to have something like solid on my schedule that I knew I, I could look forward to every week. When I first thought about it, I'm like, you know, this kind of sounds like homework. It sounds like something that I don't necessarily want to do. But I, I, I definitely feel like I've 
grown to know you guys a lot better and um i know that i definitely needed something like this to keep me like occupied because i can't it's very hard for me to function without being around other people so helped out a lot whether or not you're recommending it in the middle of a pandemic would you recommend this series to anybody and if so who i have recommended it to a Several people. <laughs> I recommended it to all of you. Well, not in YouTube. <laughs> I found out that one of my friends had actually read all of the Tortal books, but hadn't read the Imelon series. And so we conversed without spoilers, the similarities and differences. I just listened to the newest episode of Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. And they just finished the whole series and they were talking about how they wish it would have shown more of like everybody having different magic just because you're not very good at waving wands or whatever, or the squibs or muggles. Those people still have magic as well, even if they can't do magic. And I wanted to be like, you need to read this magic everyone has magic if you like harry potter you like fantasy read this series everyone has magic everyone has magic everyone has magic everyone has magic there we go <laughs> no, I, I would also rec- I, I mean I, I would recommend this to pretty much anybody like it, it is not a difficult read it gets you invested in the characters maybe not as great if you're into like super like actiony kind of mm, yeah. fast-paced books but it is very entertaining it has a lot of good lessons in it and it it has some really really good writing it, it just really does and i uh i'm thankful that uh you you convinced me to join in on this because th- this wouldn't be a book that I'd be interested in just hearing about it. It really didn't sound like something I'd be super into, but I'm glad I gave it a shot because I-, I really, really like it. And like you said, there's a lot of lessons in there. I wish I would have found these books when I was younger because there's just so many different things that happen within these books of just growing up. I wish I would have read these sooner to get those lessons <laughs> This is why I gave it to my now 10-year-old little sister. Well, that's perfect. because He'll get to grow up with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly how I felt with these books. Because I think I first found them when I was 11 or 12. So I felt like I grew up with the characters. I know a lot of people around our age feel that way about Harry Potter. Because those came out like when we were in high school. And so we kind of grew up with Harry Potter. But it's the circle who I really grew up with. I finally finished the uh, Harry Potter series and I haven't touched it since. (laughs) I just finished rereading them like two, three months ago. What did you think? They're good stories, but I didn't really connect with any of the characters like I did with these books. You didn't connect with with the jock that has a trust fund and parents. Right? I mean, maybe a little bit with Hermione, but I mean, not really with her either. You can't really connect with any of the characters. It's a fun story, but it's not like you can put yourself in their shoes. You're on the outside looking in, basically. This series, you definitely can put yourself in each of the characters' shoes and know how each of them are feeling. To me, anyway. It feels almost like, like a more human book. 
Oh yeah, for sure. It's a more realistic fantasy world than a lot of others that are created, which I think is one of those reasons that really keeps pulling me back is because I read a lot of fantasy. I read a lot of sci-fi, even non-magical. I could see myself living in that even without magic. One of the things that I've always kind of taken away from the Circle series is everybody has magic. The littlest things can be magical. And you just have to find it. Mundane is beautiful. From what I understand, Pierce grew up reading Tolkien and said, you know what would make this better? Girls. And so the first series that she publishes is about a young woman who dresses as a boy to become a knight and then goes around on these adventures being a knight and she gets blessed by the goddess. There are all of these big grand adventures that she has. And I love those, but I love how normal the circle is. And I feel like I could be somebody in this world. I could be one of these kids. I could be their next door neighbor. I always loved that Emelon felt like a place where there are people who do magic and there are people who don't do magic and they all coexist. And it's very normal. That's the thing about a lot of fantasy books in general there's always kind of this us versus them type thing yeah one of my favorite sayings is elves are evil (laughs) (laughs) elves are awful terrible creatures and i hate them but it's kind of like there's always this discourse even if they are living together if they have to be around each other for a period of time there's still always that kind of race clash there's a lot of symbolism there in my opinion but in this you have people who can do big high magic that's like insane we see that nico holy shit and you also get to see that mundane isn't bad i know Brittany and goodwin are going to disagree with me here but you have Kirill, who is literally just an everyman he's just a plain ordinary person just wants to learn how to do some metalworking and that's it and dedicate himself to the temple and therefore probably just wants to like make the world a better place yeah that's too bad (laughs) that is something that's really nice to see and we don't see in honestly any books there is always a chosen one who's on some sort of appointed mission there are books that obviously do follow this kind of mundane life with shit happening to them but they're not magical they're not magical with this series i feel it brings beauty to normalcy like it is okay to just be plain it's okay to just be normal i just i have a lot of feelings I also like about this series that in a lot of fantasies, it's always like good versus evil. And in this series, there hasn't really been a whole good versus evil. I mean, there's been bad people and shitty people. Even with our good characters, too, you can see that they have flaws as well, which is really nice to see. And then there's sometimes the bad characters, you can relate to them and see some good in them even if it's just like a tiny little bit 
And it's nice to see that characters are not all good or all bad. Every character within this series is flawed in some way. Except for Gorse. He has no flaws. Gorse has no flaws. (laughs) Gorse is perfect. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Are there any characters or world elements or something that you change your perspective of from the beginning to the end of the quartet. I bring this up because for me, I really felt that way with Crane. I feel that way every time I read the series, but I think especially this read through, I felt that Crane went from being sort of a flat kind of villainy character to being a real person and reading through the series felt a little bit like being a kid and realizing that your parents are more than just your parents or being a student and realizing that your teacher is more than just your teacher. It was kind of going, Oh, there are these other facets to crane other than just you stole my tree. For me, I guess I would say Tris. I didn't like Tris at the very beginning. I wouldn't say hate, but I choose my least favorite of the four. And then when y'all are like, Oh, you're Tris. I'm like, ah, I don't like that. I don't like Tris, but I'll go along with it. But by the end of the, these four books, like, yes, I am Tris. Tris is amazing. I love her so much. And you get to be the avatar. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's the best Which part. is amazing. <laughs> Did you have any characters that grew or j- changed for you? Indy? I don't know. This whole Corral feud has just really made me love him. <laughs> like, honestly, I was kind of like, eh, indifferent, whatever. But it's just like, there's a lot of redeeming qualities to him. Like, he is very dependable and he's very easily led 
it's hey go do this okay he's like he's kind of the the person he's like always willing to help out and he he isn't always the person who can offer that help because he's not frostpine he's not a great mage he doesn't have fancy metal powers but he can make nails <laughs> and he can make nails he can fetch water and he's just like if he's He's ready. He's ready to help if he can. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, like he's he's a novice at the temple, and that's probably a really good quality to have in a novice. How about you, Goodwin? Are there any characters that your perspective of changed from the beginning to the end of the quartet? Who who don't I feel that about? Maybe Corel. <laughs> 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 no, uh, but yeah, everyone everyone went through like such drastic, uh, I wouldn't say drastic, but they, they definitely went through like, I want to say mostly positive changes. We see how Triss went from, you know, being unable to control her anger and her powers to being a little more level-headed, still, still a little snippy, but more level-headed and able to control her emotions. Um, She's just sassy. Yeah. <laughs> Briar learned to trust people. Yes. Crane went from jerk face who wouldn't let Briar steal a plant to jerk face <laughs> that likes helping people. He cares um, about Rosethorn. Yeah, yeah. Who cares about people? Literally, I feel like all the main characters have have like changed and, and and definitely grown. And even you know a lot of the side characters. But yeah, there, there's been a lot of change. And uh, I think the the one that affected me the most would probably be Dasha's. Just seeing how she learned to accept both sides of where she came from and where she wants to be. And that one that one hit me hard, but I, I liked it a lot. What about yourself? This is the first time I've really done any kind of reading group. And certainly the first time I've done a reading group where we dive into the text to this depth and use it as a mirror against our own lives. Do you feel like this has changed you and the way you live your life in the last year? I definitely think it's given me a different way to look at things. I've always tried to be super empathetic with people, even if I disagree with them. I've always kind of tried to see their side of it while sticking to my own guns. I want to say that this book is probably what helped me with that growing up and growing into who I am now. But rereading this series, it just kind of showed me I still have a lot of like a lot to go before I'm where I really want to be as far as an actual human person. You guys know that I've been taking anti-anxiety medication for a while now. It's hard to like say, oh, is that, you know, what what the effect is? But I feel like this has helped me deal with stress and anxiety and life stuff. Something about this process, I think, has made me feel calmer or more sane. It's it's like I've done been to church. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that it's definitely made me a bit more introspective look into finer details a bit more and definitely help me appreciate what I have, you know, in, in my personal life and, and, you know, with my friends. I feel like I also haven't read a lot that much in the past couple of years. And this was definitely a good excuse to get back into it and kind of remind me how, how much I enjoy it 
and to look a little more in depth beyond just what um because I, I I kind of speed read usually and I can get through a book pretty quick but some of the subtleties are not I don't always catch them it's definitely been nice to kind of take it slow read through it and not just what they're saying but you know any subtext and it, it's been good my dad died while we were in the middle of reading Briar's book I feel like this process of reading and discussion with y'all is one of the biggest things that helped me through my grief. Talking to my mom recently about both of us sort of feel like we kind of overcame the grief faster than we expected. And both of us almost have kind of a guilt at, oh, like, is this wrong? Am I healing too quickly? I think that without this, I, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Thank you all. I'm, I'm glad we were able to, to be here for you. I'm actually going to drop a truth bomb on you guys. So when I miss the first chapter recording, I had actually tried to kill myself coming out and realizing that I have you guys. This has been a thing that we've been able to do. I really think that's helped a lot this year. Love you, Indy. We love you. Love you guys too. And hey, if I I'm had the ability, I would take you right now to Chicago to deface the bean together. We have to deface the bean. <laughs> Last year was hard, and I don't think that I could have made it. This has definitely done a lot. But yeah, so that's actually why I missed the first chapter. Well, I am glad that you are here with us now. Me too. I am too. <laughs> That's why when y'all said, I'm glad I, that you didn't die, I was like, you know what? I am too. <laughs> For me, um, I reading this, I come to realize that I've changed a lot more than I thought I had. But like Indy said, also realizing there's a lot more further that I need to go. I related so much with both Yarin and What's the cousin's name? Amory. I hated that I related to them so much, especially Yarin. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I need to fix this. So a lot of times when things are going on in my life, like, is this something that Yarin would do? If it is, I should probably not do this. <laughs> yeah. you know, w- WWYD, it's like the reverse of what would Jesus yeah. do? <laughs> what would Yarin do? He would do this, okay. Especially with, with him being jealous of Nico. I know growing up, I used to be so jealous of so many people. Like, I'm just as good as these people. Why are they getting all these good things? And my life is shit. Even in young adult, I felt the same way too. So just seeing that, oh man, I relate so much with this. It is not good to feel that way. You know, Brittany, you're I, not as ba- you're not as bad as you think. I know I stated it then when you said that about relating to him when we read that when we read Dodge's book, but we see the flaws in characters. We we see them because we see more flaws in ourselves. So it's not a bad thing to relate to someone who's flawed. Yeah, it kind of gives you that introspect like the introspective look of oh. This is how it looks. This is how 
you know, it, it feels on the other side of that when you can actually sit and reflect on that and bring it into your own life means you're not as squad as you think you are. Thanks. There's your mushy gay stuff for today. My last question to bring things up back, uh, kind of light and fluffy note is I just kind of wrote down like favorite parts slash books slash like, so I don't know if this is really what was your favorite book or maybe what was your favorite quote or your favorite part or what's kind of your, your favoriteest thing about this quartet? Uh, Gorse is I- awesome. <laughs> this, this scene, him throwing people out is great. Yes. I think I kind of realized I have like a favoritist thing from each book uh, in Sandry's book. It's when Daja says it could be worse. It could be more boys. And in Triss's book, it's when Briar says, if I had a mother, I would want her right now. (laughs) In Dasha's book, it is the part where Sandry weaves her friends together. Because one of the most beautiful pieces of writing I have ever read. It's pure poetry. And in Briar's book, it is that quote from Rose Thorne about why pandemics are so awful. Sandry's book for me is the Better Start Laughing Kitty. Yes. I don't necessarily have like specific favorites from like scenes or specific watching going back and watching the growth of Briar and Rose Thorne's relationship. I think that will always be my favorite just over the whole quartet is just watching that Rose Thorne's relationship with the kids and how it changes. I love it so much. I don't think I realized till this read through just how much foreshadowing there is for the end of this, the quartet right from the beginning of the book. <clears throat> oh yeah. But I like, there are a lot of memorable parts. The, uh, the jacket that Sandry oh, accidentally fries. Yes, I want one. It's so pretty sounding. And Briar crying over the, the plants that he killed. Or, or Frost Pine saying, well, I'll be a dancing girl. <laughs> I'll be a dancing girl. <laughs> just Frost Pine. Like, <laughs> let's just be honest. Like, from the get-go. Frost Pine Frost being sassy. Rose Thorn being sassy. Tris being sassy. Oh, I wish, I wish we would have got Crane interactions sooner because Crane and Trish together, so good. This snark fest is beautiful. And let's not forget that time that the niece of the ruler of Emelon bit that boy. <laughs> yeah. She, I didn't know she was royal. She bit me. She bit me. <laughs> she bit me. Goodwin, any highlights? Yes. Uh my my all-time favorite part of the entire four book series is when uh it's in Daja's book right at the end where everyone's telling Daja like hey they're they're trying to like antagonize her like they did with Triss to get her to like control the fire and she's like you guys just needed to ask didn't have to be mean and then she fucking suplexes a forest fire (laughs) (laughs) that is absolutely my 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 number one this episode we're going to take a couple of weeks off we usually take one week off after a 
after a book, but because we're between quartets, we're going to take a couple of weeks off, but there will still be episodes coming out. So there will be a tangential reel as usual. We're also going to have a highlights reel and I have at least one special episode planned, which I haven't even told this is news to me (laughs) oh and we still will also have a box to give out as well so everyone put in for that we are giving away a sacred reading kit it's going to have some really fantastic stuff in it so check out our social media pages Find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Tumblr, on Instagram, and we will have information about how you can win the next Sacred Reading Kit. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Get hype. It's going to be big. It's going to be fantastic. Since this is our last episode before we start our next book, we are going to have an excerpt from Magic Steps. It's great. It feels like we're starting a new adventure. I'm super stoked. This is an excerpt from Magic Steps, from Chapter 1 of Magic Steps. Men were working next to the flute player and drummer, laying something on the beach, a corner at a time, and securing it by staking it down. It was a real net, Pasco saw, one with bigger holes than most fishing nets. Hurriedly, he stepped out of his shoes. Men and women left the boats to stand along the edges of the spread net, the lantern light rippling over their faces. They looked grim and forbidding, like statues of stern old gods. Two months without enough fish to cover the deck, one of them muttered, this better work. Pasco's store of courage, never large, shrank even more as he looked at their faces. I'm dead, he thought weakly. I just ain't bothered to lay down yet. It's an easy step. Osa's grandmother told him. Look at my feet, boy. I don't want to go repeating it. See, you dance each square of the net like so. She was nimble in spite of her years, her feet tapping lightly on the sand to shape the four corners of a square. She did a light step over. Next square, right in the middle, she explained to Pasco, her feet leaving a dent in the sand that would form its center. Up one row of the net, down the next. Drummer and flute player were trying a lively tune that made Pasco think of leaping fish. Suddenly, he was wide awake. His feet were already tracing the sand pattern of steps without waiting for his head to decide to do it. Told you it was easy, the old woman said, watching his feet move. You ready? He would have said he wasn't. Not yet exactly. But the drummer and the flute player began that catchy tune in earnest and his body wanted to dance. He stepped lightly into the first square on the net closest to him and marked the corners with his toes, his legs flicking across each other. It was a jig of sorts and he always liked jigs. He locked his hands behind his back, keeping them firmly out of his way as the drum pounded and the flute trilled. Square by square, he called the fish, and he felt them answer, their tails flicking through the squares as his feet did. Oddly, his legs and feet were so warm they seemed almost fiery, though the warmth only came as high as his waist. It wasn't an uncomfortable warmth. If anything, it gave him strength. When he finished, he did it by leaping from the last square and coming down feet together as light as any wisp of silk. The music stopped. He bowed to Osa's grandmother because it seemed like the right thing to do. The sound of hands clapping made all of them, Pasco and the fisher folk, turn. A party of riders had come onto the sand while Pasco was dancing. Who was mad enough to be riding at this hour, Pasco wondered. He squinted at them, then gulped. His grace, the Duke of Emelon, and the prettiest lady Pasco had ever seen, 
were applauding him. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like listening, tell your friends about us. If you don't like listening, tell your enemies. Please tell us what you think of the Circle of Magic by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com or join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. You can find more of Reading Circle Temple at readingcircletemple.com or find Reading Circle Temple on Tumblr. And thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their artwork on Tumblr at Yellow is for Happy Draws or on Instagram at Shannon and Draws. Also, thanks to Britain's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic. And thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple, the podcast where we sit around and stare at each other for 30 minutes. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.